this time on Kawaii Radio. We record over Discord for the first time because I had to go get a COVID test. Don't worry, it came back negative today. So please forgive us the occasional audio distortions as we bring you our 11 picks for this coming season. It's over 9,000! Configure the language logic interface for Japanese. Kawaii Fi. Kawaii Fi. Kawaii Fi Radio. Ah, uh, Konnichiwa, and welcome to another episode of Kawaii Fi Radio, the podcast we dive into the world of anime and manga every fortnight where we can, um, unless we all get locked up due to restrictions. I'm Kyle, and joining me are my co-hosts, Kira Lee and Kenny on the Remote Connection. How's everyone doing? Great. Hello. I speak to you on a degree distance. Technology. <laughs> hey, all. How's it going? Very good, mate. Now, um, Kira Lee, you're also joining us from home as well. Um, I think this is the first time we've actually managed to get a proper uh, podcast recording session going properly. Um, but... The this episode is our first of our new format where things are a bit more tightened up, and that means we're getting straight stuck into it. So this episode we are talking about the new anime season, which is the winter 2021 season. And there's not as many anime as you would have expected, but I think that's good because we've had a lot in the past, geez, six months to catch up on. To be fair, there is a fair pile of sequels, so oh, and just continuing from the last season, so yeah. it's, you know, still a nicely packed season. If you are enjoying uh, the podcast, you've joined us recently, hit that subscribe button and enjoy the Kawaii community. We're also releasing monthly anime videos on YouTube as well, so it'd be greatly appreciated if you go head over to our YouTube channel and subscribe. you find all the details in the episode's description, but first, we need to talk about what we've been watching. I have no idea how old I am or where I came from. Daddy! Hey guys! I gotta go! I just... I have to know! Hooray! I did that thing! Oni-chan, nani wo What we're watching. And it's uh, certainly been an interesting uh, couple of months of content for us to watch, um, but we're going to go and start straight out of the gates over with you, Kenny, because you've been watching what most people have been watching, I believe, and that would be Demon Slayer. Yes, between Demon Slayer and Attack on Titan, crashing Crunchyroll servers, I think it kind of speaks to the popularity of it. It definitely does. So, what have you been enjoying about this season? Kind of, well, I'm not sure you can really say that it's different from the rest, but it is just continuing with the story in the uh, entertainment uh, district arc, Mm. and the team have come up against a fantastic new villain that is just feels remo- like monstrously overpowered but it also gives you some revelations of the power of the uh people of the crew as well especially the uh images of Nezuko that have been floating around lately yeah uh Kiralee, have you been following along um no i haven't i like i've watched the um the first but i've not continued watching it um I think mm. I might wait until it all comes out and then just binge it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't remember you that idea. That actually sounds much better than waiting through all of these like grand cliffhangers at the end of each episode. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, I can imagine as well, because like, uh, Kiralee, you didn't get a chance to see the film, did you? Uh, no, I didn't. Which, which is fantastic because that means you can just watch the series and then because uh, that covers the film now, which is great. Yeah, exactly. So it works well for me. Mm. <laughs> now, you've been watching something a bit 
different, which we didn't really talk about too much last year, but it's turned out to be quite a popular little series. It's called The Case File of Jeweler Richard. What's this about? Um, so it's uh, about the jeweler Richard, um, but the I, I can't remember his name, like the main character. Um, he basically uh, stumbles upon Richard and um, sort of gets really interested in gems because he had a gem that was given to him from his grandmother and he wanted to find the origins of of that um and it turns out that it was stolen and you know there's a story behind that um and so he ends up working with Richard um and so he has people come in with different jewels or wanting different different things from him um and every person seems to have uh, like a problem or um an issue and they they seem to to fix that which is really strange <laughs> from like the <laughs> so title. It's sort of like a, a fixer upper sort of odd job sort of series. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's very like heartfelt and um, a little bit emotional as well, especially around mm. the ending. Like the last couple of episodes, I may have shed a tear, but um, it was <laughs> really lovely, really lovely series. Easy watching. I think I actually remember us talking about this series um, a few seasons ago now. Oh. It was sort of like the uh, sort of Sherlock archetype of the season. Yeah. yeah. It sounded good, but uh, I don't think I actually watched that at all, and I feel very terrible about that now. <laughs> I think at the time uh, there wasn't a dedicated streaming service for it because it was the beginning of 2020, so it was um, you know in the middle of that uh, heavy COVID hit. So I think... Uh, um, because of that, you know, a lot of stuff kind of got missed. But uh, it's it's really good. Um, it's based on a novel, it turns out. So drama, mystery, slice of life, and uh, definitely a uh, definitely one I think we might have to go back and have a look at. I thought it had a bit of, I guess, Shonen Eye-esque feel to it, so a little bit of a, a BL feel to it. Is that right? Yeah, a little bit at the start, but um, by the end of it, there, there's not really anything there because he kind of has <laughs> a love interest with someone else. Ah. Fair enough. All right. Well, look, definitely one that's worth going checking out of the back catalogue by the sounds of it. Now, um, Aaron couldn't join us uh, this week because he is uh, working his little tush off on many things. And uh, he's been watching something that we've kind of been sitting on, which is called Ranking of Kings. And he sent through a little bit of an audio grab for to explain why he's ended up watching it. What I've been watching recently is Ranking of Kings. If you like Studio Ghibli, if you like Astro Boy, it's very much got that aesthetic to it. It's about a mute prince who is the descendant of two great giants, but he himself is no bigger than a toddler. He also has no strength. The He can't speak, he can't hear, he can't do anything, but the public also perceives him as a fool. Uh, but he is anything but that. He has a big heart, he is very kind, and he himself wants to be the greatest king to follow in his father's footsteps. However, there are forces going on in the background that have other plans. Um, he unfortunately doesn't get to be king once his father passes, which happens immediately. Um, and it's a great time. I sat down and watched this with my own son over Christmas. He's not much of an anime fan, but he got immediately into it. So if you like that sort of retro vibe and you're looking for a fun twist on a new story, 
I strongly recommend this one. Yeah, Ranking of Kings. We've seen it uh, quite popular on um, my anime list and Anime News Network and so on and those sorts of sites. So it's definitely doing the rounds. Um, I remember we kind of were like, we'll just wait and see with this one. Um, I think you and I were talking about it, Kenny. We're like, I'm not sure if this is going to be good, but it certainly seems to have kind of really grabbed a very core crowd to it. Yeah. And uh, as Aaron seemed to say, it appeals to multiple kinds of audiences. So could definitely be worth returning to. Yeah, sounds mm. lovely. Yeah, it's got 14 episodes out at the moment. Uh, it's got a 23-episode run. It came from a digital manga. Um, and I think um, it's available on Crunchyroll and Funimation around the world. So definitely worth checking out. Um, very as Aaron says, it hasn't got that bit of a, a Studio Ghibli vibe. The art style is very old school, which I, I kind of like the look of. So I'm, I'm definitely going to be giving it a bit of a look soon as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but that does mark the point where we have to turn to something a little bit different, which is what I've been watching, because I've been watching a live action adaptation of a manga. Huh. And uh, <laughs> it's called Alice in Borderland. Netflix adapted this about 18 months ago. And I put off watching it because, as you know, not necessarily a big fan of the live action series. And i got to be honest, they've done a really good job of it. I have actually heard this one is very much, like, very good quality. It seems to have an entire cult following mm. now. And uh, it, it seems the uh, the manga adaptation has come across very accurately. There are things, um, as with all adaptations, that they've removed. Um, but I, I think uh, the second season is due end of this year, which uh, I'm, it's, I think this is probably the first time with a live-action adaptation I've been like, oh, yeah, I can't wait for the second season. <laughs> that is very high praise. Has anyone else actually watched it? Uh, no, but I'm getting very much into like the K-dramas, so it seems like right up my alley to go and watch this. Mm. It's very, um, it's a classic death game series. So definitely, um, if you like sort of like Death Note, imagine it's Death Note, but instead of trying to kill people, he's trying to save people. Oh. So that, 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 that's, that's kind of the way uh, I'd explain it. It's, it's a massive sort of like, it's not an isekai, but it sort of is. It's like a parallel world sort of story where they're in an empty version of Tokyo. Um, and whoever's running this world um puts people through games and you get a certain amount of days um on your visa if you will which is why they started calling this place a country of its own um and if you don't um participate in any of those games during that time uh you get let go and by that i mean you cease to exist (laughs) so these games have like entirely deadly consequences Mm -hmm. yeah i think i've seen the preview for this I think I've seen like little snippets. It does look really good. Yeah. So both Emma and I watched it. Emma started watching it and I just didn't, couldn't stop looking away. So I ended up joining her watching it. Um, but that's uh, over on Netflix worldwide. So definitely worth checking out. So I, I guess those are the kind of the four from this week that we're saying um, are probably worth a check out. Demon Slayer Entertainment Arc, obviously. Case File of Jeweler Richard. If you're looking for some sort of interesting sort of mystery uh, solving adventures. Ranking of Kings, if you're looking for something a bit more... I guess you could say out of left field on its art style and Alice in Borderland, if you really want to try a live action adaptation, if you haven't seen it yet, um, let us know what you've been watching this fortnight, whether that's something old or something new and uh, leave it in the comment section over on social media or over on YouTube. But that does mean we need to talk about what's actually airing this year in the winter anime season. Wi-Fi radio. That's a lot of anime. 
God, there's so many. Winter anime. Yes. Hey, I remember that sting. I was going to say, we make the same joke every year, but yes, it's cold somewhere, but not here. <laughs> yeah, I think it got like uh, 50 degrees Celsius in some of the northern towns. Yeah, Ooh. it got a bit ridiculous. Thankfully, it's only 25 degrees Celsius today here in Perth, uh, which is quite nice. However, um, the reason we are recording, I can't remember if I mentioned this earlier, but uh, the reason we're recording is that uh, we've been quite lucky here in uh, WA where we haven't had a great deal of problems with coronavirus. They've managed to mostly keep it out. But it does appear the new Omicron variant is coming through and that made us go, let's err on the safe side and do this over digital this week um, until we see what happens. But because of that, that means that uh, we've had, I guess, an extra hour each to watch stuff. I joke, no one has had time. Um, (laughs) So let's start off with the one that everyone's going to be talking about this year, and that's Attack on Titan, the final season, part two, but definitely not the end. It's almost like Evangelion at this point. It it is feeling a little bit like that. So if you haven't been playing catch up on uh, Attack on Titan, they announced last year the final season which was going to be, I think, about 16 episodes. And everyone kind of went, who'd read the manga went, that's not really enough to cover this off. And by the sounds of it, this second part is not enough to cover it either because the studio behind it at the moment, Mappa, have announced a film project that's apparently adapting the last eight chapters of the manga. Um, I'll need to verify that is uh, definitely going ahead and they haven't changed their mind since that announcement about two months ago but uh, it's the big finale if you will so don't expect the ending in this uh, this 12 episode run if that ends up being what it is but uh, it's we're going to be pretty close to it I think by the sounds of it at, at some point you're going to need like a flow chart to keep up with what's exactly which ending is going it really is Evangelion at this point yeah actually it's not even like Neon Genesis what's um, Aaron's favourite game Kingdom Hearts oh Yes, we're constantly getting different variants and ending points. Um, but look, uh, it's it's definitely going to be very interesting to see how people react to the ending of it. I think I'm the only one out of the three of us that's read the manga. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. I started and got like a fair way through. Mm. But yeah, I'm definitely not at the end. Yeah, so I, I was reading along as it was coming out. And uh, I can let you know, the ending is not going to be to everyone's happiness. I thought the ending was fairly well suited considering the events that had happened but a lot of people didn't like it and i expect we're going to see that in the next few months as well where people are going to be very displeased with uh, several events that occur in these coming uh, this coming season of it but let's move on to something that's a little bit out of left field and uh, ken this was one of your picks for this season and it's sabico bisco um which is just awesome (laughs) yeah um i saw the trailer for this like i had no expectations going in and i don't know if i have any expectations other than it's completely utterly bonkers this is by a completely new studio as well yeah it's in the uh trailer there is images of like a war hippopotamus being flipped by a giant crab, which the main characters ride on. Someone's throwing giant mushrooms. Everything's turning to rust and there's explosions. Does, does anyone hit the crab for massive critical damage in its weak spot? I don't know. Maybe the hippo did. It's possible. This looks like probably one of the most original looking animes I have seen in a good year. So th- this is being done by a brand new studio simply called Oz, OZ. And the caliber of the staff involved is it's just 
out the wazoo. So the director worked on Steins Gate, Kill the Kill, most of the Fate Whoa. series. The writer was on the scripting team for Cowboy Bebop, Jurarara, Perfect Blue, Steam Boy, Natsume's Book of Friends, Bubblegum Crisis 2040, sound directors from Dororo, God of High School, listeners. Um, basically, oh. people are calling them UFO Table 2.0 um, because they're all people who've been involved in high-end, high-quality anime productions. And I'm not surprised because it gets even more. The assistant director... I'm just going to pull up uh, the profile. So uh, it's Mataga Daisuke, and he was on the key animator for Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood, Naruto, Code Geass, ReZero, Agamiga Kill, uh, Kill the Kill, uh, Gurren Lagan episode 13, um, Fate Zero. Like the list of the things he's involved in is mind blowing. Ergo Proxy, Katana Katari. The original uh, studio, like a completely new studio. This is a really like bombastic opening project for them. This could be very good things. Gets better. Here's what the art director's done: Konosubar one and two, uh, Jobless Reincarnated, Log Horizon, Shoujo Shumatsu Ryoko, Aochan Can't Study. Ooh. Man, there's a lot on this list. Some of it is actually not suitable for um, PG audiences, um, but a lot of it's very good, um, like content-wise, the non, shall we say, etchy-related content. And um, it's it definitely looks like one to keep an eye out on. Now, I have managed to catch the first episode, and it lives up to the hype. I'm not going to lie. This is like, I've got other series that I'm really excited for this season, but this is my dark horse. This is the one that I wasn't expecting to be good, and I am 100% here for. I'm intrigued to see where it'll go, but ooh, it's it's a lot of random. Yeah, well, here's the synopsis. So set in a future Japan where everything has rusted away and the rust wind threatens to wipe out humanity, the whole world has become a desert. The protagonist, Bisco Akaboshi, uses his bow and special mushrooms as a mushroom protector, a noble thief who causes chaos all across Japan. To save his dying master, Bisco goes on a journey to seek out a special healing mushroom called a rust eater. In Imahama, he meets Milo Neko Yanagi, his new partner, and heads out on a crazy adventure. The Iron Desert stands in the way, along with a town made from the remains of one of the weapons that destroyed civilization. It's going to be absolutely crazy. <laughs> Where do they get the crab? It does mention there are crabs, and the, there is a crab on the cover. I thought Bisco was because, you know, like a crab bisque, like a, a meal, <laughs> but it's it's not. I, I'm not sure if it's his first name or his, uh, I think Akaboshi means like um, uh, born under a something sign or something like that. Um, one of his names does, which they discussed in the first episode. But look, definitely worth checking out. Um, it's on Crunchyroll and Funimation around the world at the moment. Um, I think you can also get it on, yep, Annie Plus, Billy Billy, and Muse Asia as well. Um, apparently, Netflix in some areas will have it along with Wackenim in Europe. So look, definitely worth checking out. Um, it's not going to be everyone's cup of tea, but if you like, say, I don't know, you reckon if you're, I think if you're a fan of Gurren Lagann and Kill the Kill and Trigger style content, this will be right up your alley. I'd say so, yeah. Now, Kira Lee, you've given us an interesting one because this is a OVA series. Can you tell us a bit about uh, Hakuoki? I kind of saw it on the Crunchyroll list, and it really caught my eye because it looked exactly like one of the um, 
PlayStation games that I have. So I I took a look at it and um, it's ex- it follows exactly the game. And so I'm really interested to see where it goes. You follow this girl and she's lost her father. And so she goes on the hunt to to find her father and it's from the olden days Japan you know with samurais and all of that business so she goes uh into the city and she's trying to find her father but then she gets caught up in this fight between these samurai and well they're kind of more like ninjas I would say um and these demon creatures who almost are like vampires I guess Hmm. And um, because she saw too much than she was supposed to, she gets captured and taken back to their headquarters. Um, And then it sort of progresses from there. Um, And in the game, it was uh, a dating sim. So you get to sort of pick who you want to um, court in the uh, ninja ninja um, squad headquarters. Choose your husband. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so I'm really interested to see where it goes. Mm-hmm. So this comes from, uh, you are right. It's from a visual novel originally. So you might actually have the original game it's from, um, it's, uh, had a series come out in 2010 and subsequent stuff since then. But yeah, I, I'm very interested to see, uh, where the OVA goes just because it'll be set. So you won't be able obviously to pick who you want to go with. So I want to see what happens and how that story pans out. At that point, do you figure like when an anime is made from one of those games, is it just the director of that anime picking their favorite coupling and saying, okay, we're just going to follow that storyline. So it's all just complete bias towards the director's own OTP. I think you're right. I think they do tend to um, have their own pick towards what they like. And in this case, um, so I think this is, According to the listings I'm finding, it says it's a three-episode OVA. But yeah, Hakuoka OVA, um, you can find that on Crunchyroll. It's been done by Studio Dean. Action, drama, history, Josai, Samurai, Supernatural are its listings at the moment. There's going to be three um, episodes, according to this, from its uh, OVA format. Apparently, the next one comes out in 12 days. So I'm not entirely sure um, what the uh, the go for it is going to be. But uh, it'll be interesting to see. It's a three-part three-part length so i wonder if that's meant to lead into the game Hmm. we need to move over to something a bit more uh fantastical even more so because this is aaron's pick for the season and it is a isekai based on a light novel but surprisingly even though it's an isekai it's named not very long It's actually quite short. It's just in the land of Leedale. Um, and I'll let Aaron tell you guys about it. The world of Leedale is a very comfy sort of VR MMO, bofuri feel. It's about this girl who wakes up in an MMO. She used to play it a lot a while ago. And you're not really given too much detail about her background. You do find out that she was an amazing player back in the day. And there's still rumours floating around about her and she's sort of coming into the game to find out what she missed out on and what's going on um, and why nobody else seems to be around. And so it's a very chill, sort of relaxed VR MMO. If you like Sword Art Online, this is the polar opposite of it. It's, like I said, Bofuri almost, maybe more like Kuma 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 Bear. So if you like those sort of things, you'd probably like In the World of Leedale. Now, this comes up saying that... Um 
the the story is apparently due to a terrible accident Kei Nakagami is forced to live on life support in order to survive and our only way to be free is to go within the VR MMORPG Leedale so one day her life support stops functioning and she dies but wakes up inside the world of Leedale 200 years in its future Ooh, so wow. yeah it's spoilerific. This is the official Crunchyroll listing, and this all happens in the first episode. So yeah, yeah. I, I don't trust Crunchyroll's decision. Sometimes you saw Exile. <laughs> Fair, um, but yeah, um, it says that she's now a half elf who possesses lost skills and OP statuses, becomes closer to the other inhabitants of this world. But among these inhabitants happen to be the children she made in character creation mode. So it's apparently a very chill adventure filled with laughter and tears about a girl who. Transferred into a game world. Um, so, as Aaron says, a lot like Bofuri, um, but by the sounds of it, a bit darker at the start. This is being done by Maho Film, who um, we've seen do quite a few things in the past. It's an adventure comedy fantasy. It's two episodes out already. Maho did By the Grace of the Gods, uh, I'm Standing on a Million Lives, and uh, unfortunately, they also did If It's for My Daughter, I'd Defeat the Demon Lord, which, <laughs> yeah. Um, if, if you're wondering why we're unimpressed by that anime, you need only look online and find out how that anime series, that manga series ends. There's a reason it hasn't been given a second season. It's a bit uncomfortable to say the least. Um, but yes, that's in the land of Leedale. And uh, it's one of the, there's been quite a few isekais this season, um, but where, well, that, that brings us on to the next one which is How a Realist Hero Rebuilt the Kingdom Part 2. Now, this one I was a massive fan of for the first season, and that was just last year. Unfortunately, the opening music and uh, opening theme hasn't improved drastically. The old one was really bad, and this one's not much better. But the content is great. (laughs) So this is based on a light novel, as you'd expect with a title that long. And uh, it's basically following the adventures of... uh, Soma Kazuya, and he's been summoned to a fantasy world and uh, basically ended up becoming the king of said kingdom. Kenny, did you end up watching this at all? I caught the first three episodes of it. It was, um, it was intelligent. Like, it had good ideas about what it was doing content-wise. But I just sort of found the main character a bit... Um, he was very quick to accept that he was in another world. And I think it's almost to the point where Isekais are becoming almost self-aware. It's like, okay, yeah, this might as well happen. Let's just get into it. And I don't know if I liked that too much. I felt a bit rushed. I think they're... Because it's been a while since I watched the first episode and that opening sequence um, of him being teleported, you are right, he was quite accepting of where he was. But I think it did a very poor job of explaining the passage of time um of you know his acceptance and understanding of everything but i I think you are right they are a bit self-aware now they're like oh i've been isekai'd oh no there was no truck involved what happened you know yeah i think i think it might just sort of be spelling the peak of uh isekai is that we can't really make the uh characters interaction reasonable almost or it's not that they can't it's that they're simply not trying to yeah i sort of jumped off of the izakai band you know i don't blame you there's so much of it (laughs) exactly but um look realist heroes on funimation worldwide and if you watch the first season uh, i've watched the first episode of season two and it's pretty much a continuation of form so if you did enjoy it it's kind of 
guess the easiest way to explain it is it's similar to reincarnated as a slime but more of a focus on the world building and less on combat um so it's 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 definitely worth checking out um now we need to head to the realm of shonen eye a bit of boy love um, and this is Emma's pick for this season, which is Sasaki Tamiyano. And I think a few of us have seen the trailer to this and went, hmm, this actually looks really well done. Um, Kenny, I think you've seen the trailer for this, and I think, Kira Lee, you may have seen this as well, Sasaki Tamiyano. I don't think I have seen the trailer, but it sounds right up my alley with BL, so please enlighten me. <laughs> okay, well, uh, it all started with a typical old-school boys' love plotline. Bad boy senior meets adorably awkward underclassman, one of them falls in love, and so on and so forth. But although Miano is a self-proclaimed boys love expert, he hasn't quite realized he is one, he's in one himself, which means it's up to Sasaki to make sure their story has a happily ever after. Um, apparently, both of the boys in this series read BL comics. One of them's aware that they're in a BL situation and the other is not. Oh my goodness. It's an Isekai. The guy has died and he's been reincarnated as a boy love protagonist. <laughs> Um, but yeah, this one's by Studio Dean. So, you know, you, you know, it won't be bad quality per se. Um, Studio Dean does tend to do fairly consistent quality. They're not going to blow your socks off like UFO table. But this is listed as a Shonen Eye slice of life school series. Um, funnily enough, doesn't have the romance tag. And I do wonder if that's just a case that BL series don't get listed as romance. Wait, what? That's weird. Yeah. I'm going to pull up Given because I'm pretty sure Given is the same. It wasn't listed as a romance. It was listed as a music and Shonen Eye series instead. It's a bloody romance. Oh, no. They have added romance to the genre. That's good. So, okay, maybe this one is a uh, going to be a bit more slice of lifey and stakes are going to be very low. I wonder if it's going to be a comedy. Sounds like a comedy considering. I, that's weird to me. Like it's, it seems to be very much showing itself to be a romance. So maybe that's just an error on, uh, it, it on... could be just like, cause this is the thing as well. Like the official listings tend to take a little while to get updated. And this is something that we were discussing when we were doing the awards that some stuff that should have been in the mystery genre wasn't like shadow's house, for instance. Um, mm. But others that shouldn't have been were because that's what the official listing by the studio is and not the community listing. And that made it a bit difficult. So that's something else we'll address later on. But this brings us to the halfway point in this. And we're going to head to romance, straight to romance, um, because both Kira Lee and I have picked this one out. And this is my dress up darling. Um, now, I've been reading the manga of this since it was announced that it was getting an anime adaptation. And yeah, yeah, this is, it's a little fan servicey, but other than that, this is fantastic. Um, Kiralee, have you caught any of the episodes yet? Yeah, so I've watched the first episode um, and I'm already in love with it. I mean, like, the whole main character, you know, her secret hobby is cosplay. You know, that's definitely, definitely <laughs> pulls on my heartstrings. So I just love it already. Just love yeah. it. So um, the series, I'll, I'll give the synopsis, which is Wakana Gojo is a high school boy who wants to become a Kashirashi, a master craftsman who makes traditional Japanese Hina dolls. Though he's gung-ho about the craft, he knows nothing about the latest trends and has a hard time fitting in with his classmates. 
The popular kids, especially one girl, Marin Kitagawa, seem like they live in a completely different world. And that all changes one day when she shares an unexpected secret with him and the completely different worlds collide. This happens in episode one. Basically, uh, he, he ends up using the school's sewing room to sew stuff because their sewing machine at the shop breaks. And then she sees that he can sew and she's like, can you make me an outfit? And then she proceeds to take off her clothes and it's like, oh, (laughs) okay. (laughs) It's ecky, but it's not to the point of obtuse levels, I'd say. Like it's... I'm pretty sure I'll, I'll double check what the official rating is for this because I'm pretty sure it was PG. Yeah, it's PG 13. So it is still kind of like listed there as like a parental guidance thing, but it's really a overall the stories about self acceptance, like, you know, being willing to be proud of what you love. And um, that becomes a theme throughout the, the manga, which has just been so adorable the whole oh. way through. The artwork for the anime is very, very close to the original from the manga. So I've I've got really high hopes for this one. That sounds like a really decent kind of positive message in an anime. Yeah, it's lovely. Yeah, it's, it's really good about it. And it's nice to see like a series that is promoting embracing your interests and your love instead of, you know, we see the typical ones where it's the otaku kid who gets a power complex because everyone treats him like he's rubbish. Um, so it, it's... Uh, uh, I'm going to be honest, like, this is the one that I was looking forward to this season. So this, along with Sabico, Bisco, and um, what I'll, the one I'll be finishing us off with, um, which is uh, the third season of yet another series that's romance that I love. What a surprise. My Dress Up Darling, or Sono Bisque Doll Wa Koi Wo Suru. Um, it's done by Cloverworks. It's one of two they're doing this season. Um, that being said, Cloverworks had a lot of trouble last year. Um, We remember the first quarter of the year, they had three series and really struggled. This year, they've got seven different series they're doing, um, thankfully spread out throughout the year. So hopefully they've uh, managed to solve the issues they had um, when they were doing Wonder Egg Priority and so on. Um, But I guess we'll see in the coming weeks. So Romance, School, Sign and Slice of Life can watch it on Crunchyroll and Funimation. Um, And I'll just check. I'm pretty sure if it's on Funimation. Yep, Amazon Prime Japan, Billy Billy and Wackenim if you're in Europe. That brings us to Aaron's other choice. And this one... Won't necessarily be for everyone. It's definitely for a young shonen style show. So if you enjoyed like um, Digimon and stuff like that, this will definitely be up your alley. Um, it's called Orient and uh, it looks beautiful. It really does. Um, but here is what Aaron had to say explaining why he's picked this for this season. So Kyle wanted me to send in a bit of audio regarding my two anime choices for this season. And the first one is Orient, which is about these two Bushido brothers who are like samurai almost in a world where Oni or demons are revered as great lords and the amazing leaders that saved us all. And Bushido or the samurai are these villains that tried to kill them. Or at least that's the way that they've spun the story so that children grow up to worship the Oni. But episode one changes that pretty quickly The two main characters have an amazing friendship and it's almost like the two main characters from Skate the Infinite. If you enjoy your shonens with a good bro mentality and that sort of almost feudal feel to it, absolutely go for it. There are motorcycles powered by crystals, so it does get a bit zany. <laughs> As you can tell, I have that audio out of order, unfortunately. But, um, okay. uh, yeah, there. 
Motorcycles powered by crystals. Summarize on motorcycles. I'm getting flashbacks to Yu-Gi-Oh! Card games on motorcycles. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, if, yeah. If Magitech is done right, if it's done sort of elegantly and not too over the top, mm-hmm. it can be a really cool thing for a setting. Yeah, it, it, look, it definitely looks interesting. It's not, I was talking with Aaron that um, the younger Shonen stuff doesn't typically end up being my cup of tea. I don't I don't end up staying invested in it. Um, but that's why, you know, all of us have different sort of tastes and interests. And um, I think if that's your sort of jam, you're probably going to really like this. It looks pretty fun. Um, the synopsis, it's from a manga, uh, unidentified creatures known as Kishin suddenly appear in Japan and all the other most famous military leaders were killed in battle and the end of the world seemed close at hand. 150 years on, the demons still rule the world and only the band of Bushi continues to fight for freedom. It's on Crunchyroll and Studio ACGT, who I didn't know very well, but they did the original Kino's Journey, uh, Initial D, Freezing... Uh, Koikaze. I'm just having a look through the list. I'm sitting here going, I haven't watched most of this. So my apologies for those who are a fan of ACGT. Um, but it's uh, it's going to be airing, I think it was every Thursday night, I think. And third episode comes out this week. So if it is your jam, go check it out. That's on Crunchyroll Worldwide. Now, let's take a hard left from that. And let's talk about Assassins. Now, this is not an isekai, unlike last season's Assassin series, which had a fiendishly long name. Um, This one was, uh, again, Kenny, you've picked the Assassin series. So this is Love to Kill. Two assassins face off at a certain workplace, the cool bounty hunter Chateau and the mysterious, powerful Ryang Ha. Well, from what I could see from the trailer, I was going to watch it tonight. The uh, assassin that she's chasing seems to almost be sort of like a Dr. Lecter kind of figure. He's this kind of dark, creepy, just imposing kind of guy. And the bounty hunter herself, she seems to be very, very new to the profession. And he's... The guy is taking an interest in her. It's like, I could kill you, but I'd rather know more about you. Yeah, it says here that they develop a cooperative partnership of, for, of sorts. Seems to be. Um, I like it's, From what I saw in the trailer, there are certainly other players coming after him and her at various points. And they seem to be helping each other out, but I think it's... Hmm, how can I put it? Uh, there was a series called The Blacklist, I think, with... Ke- um, ah, what's his name? It was uh, Ultron. Yeah, I, ca- I can't remember who it was. Um, but I, I, I did watch it, and it's the same thing where they have like a begrudging cooperative relationship, but they both don't trust one another. Yeah, like one of them is very much on the side of the law, and he is entirely not. But they do have <laughs> nothing of a working relationship, if and perhaps more. I was going to say, this one might be quite interesting because it's actually one of the few Josai series this year. Oh, cool. But yeah, action, Josai, romance, platinum vision. I kind of like Psychopaths, I guess. Mm. It seems like a really nice love story, though. Like, it kind of almost seems like um, like the fandom of the opera, you know, with the, the phantom and the, the main girl, you know? I do. Like, the kind I of... Uh, coming from with that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, th- this has been done by um, Platinum Vision. It looks like Crunchyroll have got it most places in the world. 
um, Billy Billy as well for uh, Indonesia, Thailand, and Vietnam, and ADN, Anime Digital Network for Europe. Based on a manga, as it turns out, episode two comes out a couple of days after this episode comes out. And uh, so far, it's on a 7.2 on my anime list after just one episode. So interesting to see how it's kind of uh, panning out. That's reasonable. <laughs> one of the most discussed ones is, I actually don't like this anime. It's like, you're, you're no, <laughs> like, just just don't say anything then, mate. If you don't like it, why are you starting a thread on it? No, I think that's almost a ring endorsement. It's like, you know, you could say so many negative things about an anime. Let's We could go on about certain ones that just really disappoint us. But this guy is like, the thing you can say is, I just don't really like it. <laughs> it's just more it's more i'm so used to seeing people kind of just being like well actually <laughs> um but look uh, love love of kill which is koroshi i um definitely worth checking out uh crunchy roll in most places um now this brings us to a slice of life adorable school anime called akibi's sailor uniform now Emma has picked this one, and I believe, Kiralee, you're also interested in this too? Yeah, I've watched the first episode already. Oh, do tell. Oh, it's absolutely beautiful artwork. Like, so beautiful. Um, it, it started off pretty slow, but I think it's going to pick up a lot in the second episode. Um, but it's just a really heartwarming story um, because she comes from a small town and she's going into... Um, the heart of Japan to attend a very high caliber school. Um, And um, it was a school that her mum went to and her mum's mum made her a sailor's uniform. And so her mum made her, her daughter who wear followings sailor uniform, but it turns out that you no longer need to make your own uniform (laughs) that you can buy a uniform. Um, And so she went on the first day um, dressed in her new sailor uniform and she stuck out like a sore thumb. Um, (laughs) And so the principal had a chat with all of them and she decided to um, make an exception and say that, you know what, you can wear that sailor uniform if you want to. Um, I remember when I went to school and my mum made me my uniform and, you know, it really touched my heart. So now I'm going to let you wear that uniform. And so she was given that um, decision of um, being herself and wearing that uniform or buying the school uniform and just sort of blending in. Um, so mm. as as the title sort of suggests, she went with the sailor uniform and so now it's sort of following her school life sort of sticking out like a sore thumb in the sailor uniform and it's just done absolutely beautifully i was gonna say this is uh cloverworks's other one this season so the artwork will be beautiful um, oh yeah but yeah um emma was uh interested in this because she's like I wonder if they'll do like a Wonder Egg priority twist to it. <laughs> like, you know, it's no, she's actually a magical girl as it turns out. No, it doesn't look like it. It looks like it is just slice of life. I just want to bring up as well in the first episode, um, her first day at school, there was an absolutely hilarious scene uh, where she met her first um, like schoolmate, uh, first person she's met that's the same age as her as well. And um, this girl is sitting at a desk, clipping her toenails, 
and then sniffing the clipper. (laughs) And then she comes up and, like, introduces herself and and then she was horrified that um, the new girl uh, saw her clipping her toenails. And she's like, oh, no, no, don't worry. Um, Like, oh, I'm sure my feet smell too. And so she bends over and picks her own foot up and smells it. And so they started bonding (laughs) over that. Really funny. Okay. This sounds like a good time. It's just going to be silly. I'm assuming it doesn't kind of go too far out of reality from what you've seen. It's just kind of silly events happening during day-to-day events. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. Awesome. Well, look, uh, Crunchyroll and Funimation, you can catch that uh, on Worldwide, along with Annie Plus, Billy Billy, and Wackenham if you're in Europe. Um, Amazon Prime Video Japan also seem to have it. So if you are watching in Japan, that might be an option for you. And that brings us to... The last series we're going to talk about, and it is a sequel, and I am obsessed with it and have been for several years, and that's Teasing Master Takagi Season 3. Now, if you're not aware of Teasing Master Takagi, this is a series where Takagi teases the main character repeatedly. They're a cute pair who are, I guess, about 10 to 12 in uh, high school in a rural town, and it's all being created by uh, Yamamoto, who is a mangaka. And this is basically the story of Nishikata trying to get Takagi to lose to him in a competition, and it uh, it never works. <laughs> They're trying constantly to one-up each other, except that uh, Takagi is the master. She always is one step ahead of him in all cases. Yeah, and this is going to be on um, High Dive uh, this year as well, which is a bit of a different one from everywhere else. So comedy, romance, school, shonen, slice of life. If you haven't seen it before, I highly recommend going having a look at it. It's um, If you like a little bit of romance, a bit of comedy, this is kind of where the strong interest in like the teasing girl genre kind of for the... So the mangas have been going for years, but this sort of teasing girl romance series idea started kind of with this and everyone else like um uh nagatoro and nagatoro is like the big sort of like uh follow-up to it i'd say well and short short gray haired girl as well um uh, uzaki chan um wants to hang out they're all kind of got this idea and took their own twist on it whereas this is kind of the og and the best thing about it is that you've got the original manga which is still running um and then you about two years into making it he decided let's see what their life is like 20 years in the future and they're together and have a daughter and so you've got this really cool yes you got this really cute side story and all the other girls so there's a group of three girls who are a bit daggy in the series who are their high school friends they appear in the mature one but they also then have their own spin-off series as well where it's just them doing their silly stuff like there's so many what things that have been brought out with it apparently there's a movie in development as well so after season two uh, season three there's then a film so i'm hoping the film is going to kind of come out and be like the finale so the final the point where they realize we do like each other and then go from there because there hasn't been like a confession scene or anything like that in the manga they're quite young they're like 10 to 12 um so it would feel a bit weird for that to happen so i think that might have been why he went with the option of going oh let's uh just show that they did get together later on and they have a daughter and all this um but that's being done by shinai animation um they did do season one and season two um they also did those snow white notes um eight son are you kidding me and world ends with you um recently there's a, a lot more on the list as well they've done a lot of the uh, doramon stuff 
So um, definitely worth checking out. That's going to be High Dive Worldwide along with, um, I think I mentioned, Muse Asia and Billy Billy. Um, and that is, uh, uh, I guess you could say, 11 picks for this season um, that we think is worth checking out. So that's Attack on Titan Final Season, Sabaku Bisco, uh, Hakuoki Demon of the Fleeting Blossoms, Lee Dale, uh, Realist Hero Season 2, Sasaki Miyano, My Dress Up Darling, Orient, Love of Kill, Akebi Sailor Uniform, and Teasing Master Takagi Season 3. I'll have those all listed in the episode description as well. And uh, that means we need to get stuck into some anime news before we wrap up. Kawaii Radio. Tonight on Anime Communicate. Great story. Compelling and rich. Nothing brings ratings up like a little controversy. Oh, yeah, and watch Demon Slayer too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you wanna. If you wanna. If you wanna. Now, um, there's been. It's been a while since we had an episode with uh, the Anime News in because we had that break over Christmas and the awards. But um, we're just going to kind of cover the main ones that have come out in the main news, I guess, that's come out in the past uh, 14 days. And uh, firstly, Rent-A-Girlfriend is getting a second season and it arrives in July. Um, now, uh, long-time listeners will know that I watched this and then got into the manga. And um, I can let you know this season isn't going to change anything. Yeah, I mean, terrible, terrible romance is your kind of, is your fault. <laughs> But uh, how was this anime received generally? I forgot. Oh, really well. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty well received. Um, Season two will be good. Um, I'm pretty sure I have an idea of exactly what arc it's going to cover. And if it does, it's going to be a tearjerker. But um, the problem is, is that... I want them to get together. Well, I can let you know we're in, I think, 32 chapters worth of um, the current arc in the manga, and nothing's really changed. It's, It's... It was called The Girlfriend in Paradise, where everyone goes on a group trip to a resort, and the author has been milking it. It is so annoying. It's like, look, there are so many opportunities for you to solve this, but it's been constant fake outs for 30 odd chapters. Yeah. So it's almost a year of faking yeah. it. Out. Um, and to be honest, I think if they um, did adapt that, get to the point where they adapt that arc, they're going to have to cut so much of it because so much of it is wasted time. Oh, okay, so, right. Um, I think it is literally a case of the uh, author m- literally milking it and dragging it out for as long as possible. And it looks like we're going to get to the end of this arc and nothing's going to happen and that that will cause, in theory, the final arc. But they were jo- saying that this was getting towards the final arc as well, so I don't believe them at all. Yeah. <laughs> But um, this is due to premiere in July, and this is one ca- one time where I'm hoping they actually do do what they did with um, Promised Neverland 2, where they abridged the entire end of the series. Because <laughs> it just yeah. it doesn't need to be as long as it's been made. It's literally just milking it for the sake of it. And we're getting, I think we've gone past 100 chapters now, and it's like this could have been resolved at chapter 80. Like it honestly could have been. Um, I can and, get it when there's like those big dry spells of just padding and slow writing. Yeah, that's when you certainly need an editor 
for the visual format of anime or a movie or something like that. Well, Horimiya did it really well. Like, I love Horimiya. I love the manga, but everyone knows that chapter 70 to 110 is the nuclear winter. It's winter at school and nothing happens. It's just lots of little side stories. And it feels like at that point, the author had lost their direction and what they were going to do. So um, they did a very good job of cutting through that for the anime adaptation to get you straight to the end in a really good way. And that's what I'm hoping we get for maybe season three of Rent-A-Girlfriend. I think this one, the story, the plot point which is coming up, which is to do with Mizuhara's grandma, needs to be addressed and given the full weight that it deserves. But after that, everything else that's happened can be skipped. That's that, that that's my, uh, my takeaway from it. However... Fire Force's manga is ending in a few chapters. Now, um, you might have caught Enin no Shobo. Um, is that how I said it right? I think I've said it wrong. But this is the guy who created um, oh, Soul Eater. Um, and this is going to be his last work. Um, so he has said it's uh, Atsushi Obu. Okubo, um, and he revealed in his Dark Souls live stream on December 31, that's right, the artist and creator of this series sits on live stream and plays Dark Souls with fans. Um, he announced that his Fire Force manga will end in a few chapters. He has two chapters left to draw, and the manga will end in about two volumes, which would be the 34th volume. Um, it did enter its final arc in October last year, and uh, he's hinted in author commentary that the manga was at its final stage and he planned for Fire Force to be the final one. Um, now, I do know that uh, Aaron's a big fan of uh, this series. He's uh, been, He quite enjoyed the two anime adaptations. I don't know if we've heard about a third series for it yet. Yeah, I don't think I've uh, heard much about a third season yet either. I've just heard that the uh, manga has been consistently pretty good. Yeah. Um, so original series, July 2019, and ran for 24 episodes. Season two, July 2020, ran for 24 episodes. So hopefully that means July this year. <laughs> Maybe. Well, you get that now. Maybe. Um, but um, yeah, Crunchyroll streamed that series. Funimation now dubbed it as well. Um, so it's, I think I did have some sort of, I guess you could say reservations about the series and the way it treated one of its characters, um, a, particularly a, a young girl who was often put in sort of compromising positions. Um, but yeah, the, the, the more I've seen of it, the more I just kind of go, that is just the shonen market at the moment. So it makes sense that that's how it's happening. I'm not happy with it, but the, apparently it kind of j just like with, um, because uh, Kira Lee, you remember me, you and I were talking about Maruko-chan, um, which was the creepy ghost one last season and um, how it was pretty heavy on the fan service. And then yeah. it really, it, it faked us out where episode three, we thought no fan service. Then it came back in episode four and then it really tapers off and the story is really good. Um, apparently this is a similar yeah. thing where about the first six volumes were pretty heavy on the fan service, but it tapers off Oh, okay. Um, because the story becomes so good. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's true because I haven't read it yet. I'll have to ask Aaron about that. Um, but uh, look, if, uh, if you are a Fire Force manga reader or anime viewer, just uh, be aware that the series is coming to an end and that it's uh, at least not a cancellation or anything like that which we've seen far too often as of late like series getting cancelled that people are reading mm. now um this brings us on to the final topic and this relates to teasing master takagi which i mentioned a bit earlier so yamamoto is the creator of it his full name is uh, soichiro yamamoto now soichiro yamamoto lives on a small island in japan um he's it is 
the actual setting for Teasing Master Takagi. Um, he's like uh, kind of between um, Hiroshima and Osaka. There's a lot of islands in that sort of Bay Area, and he's on one of those islands. And that's where he sets all his manga. There's now three anime from him this year in a row. So we've got Teasing Master Takagi Season 3, which is airing this season and will likely go for 12 episodes. Following that is the spin-off series that he made for... It's a sort of young romance one um, called In the Heart of Kunoichi Tsubaki. And it's a, a female ninja um, village, if you will. And it's adorable. I think I saw a little bit about this. Really cute, very slice-of-life comedy-focused. Um, there are no male characters in the manga. Um, well, I say there are no male characters. No men show up. The idea of a man has been kept completely uh, secret from these girls um, as part of the story. However, there are a couple of scenes where the instructors are meeting with men secretly, um, not in a sus way, but just as a yes, how are the boys going at their camp sort of thing. Um, and it's it's really funny and really adorable. Um, there's a lot of the sort of classic gag characters so you've got like the sassy one and then you've got the <laughs> look uh one of the girls is really dumb <laughs> but it's 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 the the sort of character archetype that these went for with there so you've got that coming out in april so the moment tizi master kagi ends this starts up and tizi master kagi and kunoichi tsubaki have had crossover manga chapters as well both with the older version and the younger version um in the tizi master kagi moto which is um where they're married and have a daughter the daughter's watching the anime of this series <laughs> so stop little sort of not like that. Now, the one that I'm most excited for is When Will Ayumu Make His Move? And this is the third anime series. Now, just to clarify, all three of these are being written and running at the moment, along with two other. This this gentleman has five anime series that he is running at once. Sorry, five manga series that he's running at once. They're prolific. And um, this one is going to be out in July, and this is based on Shoji. And it's about a Shoji club with um, the senpai, who is um, Yaotome, and uh, Ayumu Tanaka is her um, kohai in the club. And it's a romance between those two, along with a few other very fun um, little members of the club. And uh, it's once again, very akin to teasing Master Takagi, um, but without the teasing and just more awkwardness between the two characters and neither of them, they've both said that, well, he said, I'll confess to her once I beat her <laughs> and he's nowhere near it. <laughs> uh, shoji? Uh, yeah, Shoji. So um, basically the Japanese version of chess with the, uh, the pyramid um, style checkers, which you move forward and back. So you know how like they've got like the... Um, uh, I'm, I'm trying to think. Uh, do you remember in uh, Naruto with uh, Shikamaru was playing a board game with his father and with um, his uh, trainer? Oh, where it's no, uh, what is it called? Uh, Go chess or well, Go is the black and white one, and Shoji's the one where they're small, um, I'm, I guess tombstone shaped um, little checkers with words, uh, word written on them, a singular word. I honestly thought it was a game invented for Naruto. Like a piece of wood no, in the background, but no, sh Shogi's um massive. It goes back 
man, hundreds of years. But yeah, but yeah, it, it's got a lot of similarities to chess. So there's por- there's pit- the front line are all pawns, for instance. Um, but then they've got like you know the silver fern, the rising this, like different styles of play that are known, um, which are it, it's really quite fascinating. Um, and uh, if this is if TZ Master Takagi's animation is anything to go on, and the way they handle that story, this will be just as good. Um, I don't know who's adapting it. Oh, it's going to be Silverlink, so it will definitely be good um, because they handle this sort of stuff pretty well. Um, but yeah, so that's coming out in July. So that's nine months straight of his series, um, which I, I think is just going to be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um and one last thing to mention um, from uh, this came out on the 5th of January in this news, but we haven't really talked about it. Is it wrong to pick up girls in a dungeon? Season four has been confirmed. And uh, it's basically the whole group going into the dungeon for a big, big delve down deep. So um, that'll be good um, when we get around to it. I still haven't watched season three or the movie um, for that matter. Yeah, we need to get around to that. Is Shadow House coming out this year? Like the second season? Season two of Shadow House has been confirmed for July. Oh. So July is looking really busy because I believe we've got um, Rent a Girlfriend, Shadow's House, um, uh, Shoji Senpai, and a few others already listed. Wow. For that time. So I think it's going to be pretty packed mid year. Um, we've also, oh, sorry, no. Um, it's next season, which is going to be packed. Um, Rising of Shield Hero Season 2, Kaguya-sama Love is War Season 3, Spy X Family, Komi Can't Communicate Season 2, Ascendance of a Bookworm Part 3. Um, the, the list goes on. There's a lot coming out next quarter. Um, Demon Girls Next Door, April to June is going to be very busy. Th- th- this is the season to catch up is basically what I'm getting at. <laughs> like there, there's 10 pretty strong series that depending on your interests, um, you'll be able to comfortably watch, but that means you should have enough time if you're um, a avid anime watcher to delve into your back catalog if you want, um, because next season there's no time. <laughs> anyway, that will be where we wrap up this episode. Wi-Fi Radio. Yes, and thank you so much for listening up until this point. That is where we're going to leave things. Next time, we're going to see if we can catch the film Bell because it's finally landed in cinemas here in Australia. Um, Obviously, it's going to depend on whether or not we're allowed to go to the cinemas because we're currently having a bit of a mini uh, COVID Omicron outbreak here. So we'll, we'll see how that all goes and if it's safe to do so. Um, if you have enjoyed what you've heard, hit that subscribe button and join us for future episodes. We have a YouTube edition of the podcast and dedicated videos on that channel. So go find the link in this episode's description if you'd like to join us over there. Uh, we got um, a few technical difficulties, but it, overall it was a good uh, episode. I think it's our first test on doing um, across Discord. Yeah, I think it is. I think this is the first time we've been able to actually record on Discord. Um, it's the first time we've tried properly. We had a, a trial run of it a couple of months back and it didn't really work. Um, yeah. Aside from, obviously, the occasional connection issues we're having, but that's Australia's internet's fault, so <laughs> not much we can do about that. Now, if you would like to support the channel, we also have a Patreon, which you can subscribe to. We share extra content such as episode outtakes, video extras, and show updates. And if you can't afford to support us, it would be greatly appreciated. Also, if you would like to join the Wi-Fi community, you can head over to our social media channels for breaking anime news, memes, and videos. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Discord. 
This is going to be interesting, trying to time the uh, watch some anime bit, but you've been listening to Kawaii Fi Radio. Thank you for joining us. And until next time, watch, watch some anime. anime. Hey. I will try and rethink that in post. It is not good. (laughs) Thank you very much, and we will see you next time.